What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Look, you are a human being, and once you understand that you're much bigger than this game, then we can play this game with reckless abandon. We can play as though it's do or die, because we know that my life is not predicated on the score, and that changes everything. This is the Reform Sports Project, a podcast about restoring healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy. Hi, this is Nick Bonacore from the Reform Sports Project Podcast. My guest today is elite-level sports psychologist, mental performance coach, and Reform Sports Project advisory board member, Seth Pepper. Seth has developed mental training systems that have helped Olympians, world champions, Netflix film directors, and executives optimize their potential. With over 25 years of experience competing and coaching when the stakes are at their greatest, Seth has seen firsthand the results the power of the mind can deliver, having been a multi-time All-American and Hall of Fame swimmer at the University of Arizona. Seth and I discuss his experience as a sports parent, as an elite-level athlete, mental health, and mental performance. I'm extra tickled today. I have my brother-in-law, who happens to be a legend, a legend for many reasons, uh, certainly in his own mind, he's probably more of a legend, but um, <laughs> he's very... Uh, He's a, uh, he's a, he's definitely a, I wouldn't know if his wife would say that. I'm just kidding. I don't want to get too personal here. But no, he's a legend in that, uh, obviously a hell of a guy, but certainly one of the greatest, most storied swimmers in the history of the University of Arizona. Um, you know, storied career, Hall of Famer. I'm just pumped to have him now. He's a mental coach and uh, doing unbelievable work. I can't wait to dig into him. Uh, my brother-in-law, Seth Pepper. Seth, man, thanks for hopping on, bud. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. I've been looking forward to this day for a long time. Yeah, and a little backstory, right? You know, when we started, when I started RSP, you were kind of just, do you mind just taking like a two-minute trip down memory lane? Like, I called you and said, dude, I, I got, you know, I'm working on this thing, you know, didn't really know what to call it. And, you know, you happen to kind of starting on your journey, which you're on now. If you don't mind just kind of talking about that a little bit, and then we'll kind of see how this whole thing came together. Yeah, definitely. Yes, timing is everything. You know, it's like proximity to an opportunity. And, you know, I think both of us were ready for a launch. And I just remember, like, that happened at the beach house, right? A conversation. And you're like, hey, 
let's do a little interview right now impromptu i was a little i was nervous i wasn't used to it and it just frames things up just right for me because then all of a sudden i could see you know the connection of what you were doing and then what i was going to do and it just fit really well and you know ever since it's it's the connectivity of everything so you know i've always been pretty good at you know, staying in touch with people and connecting with people. So I think it just caught like wildfire for both of us. I mean, I just, it's been incredible. It's the power of sport, right? The mental performance aspect of it, which, you know, is something that you, you that's what you do and you're using your experience as a world-class athlete back in the day and helping others. And, and you know, what I want to talk about with you, there's a story, right? And th- this is one of the funniest things. When you first told me this, when I told you the whole premise of Reform Sports Project, it was like, man, you sports is crazy, you know, and I, I was living it. You were just starting to live it, but you got it. And you told me the story of how Brighton, I think it was Brighton, was at a, you know, one of her organizations. And you remember being kind of like asked or that, hey, you know, you're, she might be gifted, you know, you might be gifted or something like that. I forget how old she was. And, and, yeah. and it, you were, you're, you're flattered, but you remember telling me like, dude, like, it's so easy. I can see how parents can get sucked into this. And I remember you telling me like, dude, I'm not going to be sold this stuff. Like, let my kid be a kid because you know what it's like. And you, because you have, at least this is kind of what you explained to me, you have experience as an athlete, you weren't tempted to take the bait or you didn't, you felt comfortable enough in your own skin from your experience to not have to go, oh my God, me and my wife have to drop everything and go seven days a week nonstop. Whereas a lot of parents don't get that, right? You hear that your kid may be gifted and next thing you know, it's like, oh my God, I got the next Mozart on my hands. Can you talk about that feeling? Because I think a lot of parents go through that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, I know that, you know, no matter what story we hear, it's easy to take something out of context. And, you know, I I always want to frame things that parents mean well, you know, they just don't have the information at the time. And so for me, I had the information, you know, I started my sport when I was 14 years old. I eventually became one of the best in the world at it very quickly. I saw the wreckage when I first started swimming. I saw kids that were showing up because their parents wanted them there or it's just the identity of their family. Um, But it had nothing to do with whether they wanted to be there. And so with my own kid, you know, I remember them saying she's so gifted. I'm like, she's six years old, you know? She's like, she's just figuring stuff out, you know? And it was easy to see that it was a great compliment, you know? Uh, everyone likes to hear that their child has some, you know, natural ability. Sure. But the strange thing was, was when I pushed back, they got more aggressive, which was very bizarre for me because, you know, like I gave you our answer. She's not interested in competition. It's way too young. And then they started doing, you know, and I think this happens really on a subtle level. So it might sound really extreme. Um, but they kind of harassed her in a bit, you know, like, why aren't you going to the next level, you know? And then she overheard, you know, some of these, because a lot of these coaches are younger coaches, and so they're past, you know, athletes, and so they're kind of chatting between them and saying, oh, she's that girl, oh, her parents. So she started getting labeled, and I thought, this is just a really strange you know, situation. And I felt bad. She'd come home crying and she'd say, yeah, they're asking me again about why am I not doing the competition level? And, you know, I'm like, she's six years old. Leave her alone. 
And so I got aggressive and I went into the office. I went up to the owners and I said, look, leave her alone. I was one of the best in the world. And I started when I was 14 years old. So back off, you know, and I know that sounds aggressive, but they were being aggressive in her world. And I wanted them to know I knew better. You can't trick me. Kids can start when they're young adults and they can still go on. I mean, I, I became fourth in the world, two-time national champion. I started, I learned how to swim when I was 14 years old. My brother is a national champion in swimming in the same event, or the first brothers to ever accomplish this. He started when he was 17. These are true stories. These are real stories. That's insane. Okay. <laughs> That's insane because, you know, all the chatter now is start early, start often. And, you know, John O'Sullivan, he's the founder of Change in the Game Project. But I remember hearing him say it, you know, we're, we're winning the race to the wrong finish line. You know, it's to try to get the best head start. You know, it's everyone's trying to win it and be the best they can when they're 10, 11, 12, 13 because of this. You know, quite frankly, it's keeping up with the Joneses, man. And, and I know that feeling of, you know, hearing... So-and-so is doing really well. They got to go on this travel team or whatever it is. That's a great way to get a parent emotionally involved. And there's ways that that can be manipulated. And I think at times people feel like they are being taken advantage of, but you talked about the wrong information. How do people go about accessing the right information without feeling like they're having the, the, the wool pulled over their eyes? Well, I think it's, it's a tricky, yeah, it's, it's a tricky world that we're in we're used to being marketed to and we don't even realize it and so i i work with all ages now um you know all the way from eight years old all the way up into the 60s and you know at first i, I was looking at the situation and and i was thinking this is really bizarre and then it just became even more bizarre that i would have literally eight-year-old nine-year-old ten-year-old people telling me you know, I'd ask them, what, what are your goals? You know, I'd be talking about Scooby-Doo and then I'd go over to talking about goals, you know, just you're to get an idea. Eight, nine, ten-year-old, you're working with kids that are athletes at that age whose parents are paying you to kind of be their performance coach? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a strange situation because I started when I was 14. But what I felt like I could give, you know, was perspective and hopefully – there was someone in their world that could say, who are you outside of this sport, right? So that's what I was trying to, still trying to, to develop because the stories that we're seeing now are basically people have over-identified with the accomplishment. And so what I'm trying to avoid with these kids, if, if we're talking about just the kids for this moment, are what I call trophy hunters. Because at the end of the day, if you really want to go on to college and even maybe even the pros, um, the trophies aren't going to get you there. You know, I learned that I saw kids that had tons of trophies that I, you know, didn't help them when they were getting into, you know, the age where the college coaches were starting to look. They didn't care about the trophies. They cared about how how good are you? And so that's what I try to do is, you know, I. I try to get them to understand what well, I have this really simple, you know, phrase and, and mindset that I try to instill is that the sport is what you do, who you are. Okay. Who you are as a human being and what you do out there on the court in on the field, wherever it might be, that does not change your self-worth. 
you know, of course, I'm talking to an eight-year-old, so self-worth might not be exactly the words that I use, but I'm trying to instill with them a balance of, like, you know, talking about school, talking about outside interests, you know? I've had some fascinating conversations with world champion professional athletes that their career is multi-million dollars, you know, intimate conversations, and they'll say something to me that's yeah, I, I think in certain ways it's kind of heartbreaking where I had one that said, it's too bad that I got really good at this this sport at a young age because I really think I could have been good at musical theater. I'm like, what? You can do this, you know, like you could still do musical theater. What? What are you talking about? I, I'm in this, you know, this, this is my sport. This is my identity. And, and I said, no, no, you, you're a human being, you know, like you could go do other things. What? You're saying if I go do musical theater or if I go take an interest in something that it won't take away from my sport? No, it will encourage you. It will light you from the inside. It will make you better, right? So I'm trying to instill this at a young age. But, you know, to be quite honest, I have kids coming up. I'll I'll talk about the goals and I'll say, what would you like to see happen by the end of the year? What would you like to see in a couple of years? Whatever it might be. And we kind of go through short, mid and long term. And I will have little kids say, I want a D1 full ride scholarship. And I just, those are not their words. I know. Sure. <laughs> and where the heck do you know what a D1 is? Because I was a D1 full ride scholarship eventually. And I didn't even know what D1 was, right? <laughs> like it didn't, it didn't even register. I just wanted to go fast, right? So yeah, it's, it's a different world out there. There is so much access to information that it's like the kids are way ahead of, you know, where they're actually at. And so, yeah, it's it's a landscape that's, you know, it's interesting, to say the least. One other part of your history that I, I think is fascinating, and, and you're not the only person I've heard, you know, speak to this, and it's kind of almost like a common thread with a lot of, you know, I've interviewed Hall of Fame Major League Baseball players, right, professional football players, doesn't matter, uh, Olympians, guys like yourself. And, and one thing that you said... Um, and your story was that everything was intrinsic, came from yourself. And in particular, when it came to going to your training, you would literally, if I'm not mistaken, would be riding the bike by yourself. And this is where I think it's people often ask or look for, like, what are ways that I could help my kids? And a lot of times the best way that you can help them, at least what I have found from parenting myself, is back off. You know, hold them accountable, meaning let's see how much you take hold of your career yourself, right? Here, we'll help you facilitate this. But I'm not waking you up. I'm not setting your alarm clock. You know, like Avery, my, you know, you know, Avery, he wants to wrestle in college, all this stuff. Well, he's at an age now where his diet, certain things in his regimen have to be cleaned up for him to get to another level. And that's not necessarily comfortable for him. I'm not going to sit here and disrupt my life. And you're 16 years old. You know what I mean? If you want to get to that level, it's got to come from you. Can you talk about how you kind of had to grab your career by the bootstraps and get yourself to practice and all that, where I think it seems like your parents, it came from love, but inadvertently you, you had to kind of grow up pretty quickly and take ownership. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I remember going, my dad, he built classical guitars and my mom was an English teacher, so they didn't know what to do with an athlete. I remember going to my mom and and saying, you know, you could write a book on parenting, you know, elite athletes, because you just raised two sons that became national champions in the same event, in the same sport, and it's never been done, ever. And she said, well, it's going to be a pretty short book, <laughs> you know, because 
really, I went to my dad and I said, hey, dad, I got this idea. I really want to go after this. I want to be one of the best athletes in the world. And, you know, I've chosen swimming and that's going to be it. You know, and he goes, okay, I'll sign the release forms, but you're going to have to pay for the sport. You're going to have to get yourself to work out and you're going to have to find a way to get to the meets. Now, some people out there might look at that and go, oh, that's neglect. But to me, in my wiring, I was like, all I needed was just to let him know this is what I'm going to be up to. And, you know, it served a purpose. I mean, your obstacle is your way. So I didn't need his approval. Uh, you know, I didn't need his support, so to speak. Um, what I did is I got on my bike and I rode 10 miles to go to workout, you know, and then I got on my bike and I rode 10 miles to go home. And I did that every day. I had to go get a job in the summer. You know, I was out, you know, mucking out uh, horse stalls in the summer, you know, to be able to pay for my sport, you know. And, and if you go to the future when I'm in, you know, at the top of my game, uh, my legs were my strengths. And I know that that's because of all those days of riding my bike to practice. Some days I rode, you know, did skateboarding. I mean, anything to get me to work out. But, you know, when I got to work out, you think I ever wasted it? Never. I busted my butt just to get there. I was going to make the most, you know, of that opportunity that day. And that served everything, you know. And my parents were loving parents. They weren't, there was no neglect. It was just like, okay, this is your thing. This is your project. Go own it. Go do it. You know, they never, they never really went to my meets, right? They started showing up when we were, you know, at the national stage and the international stage. They, they would go to those competitions. But they really let us have our space. And I think that's really important. At least it was for me to, to really just own it. Like, this is my project. This isn't an identity. This is like a hobby at first. Let's just, you know, see where this goes. And, and I like that. You know, and that served me. It served my brother. I'm not saying that that's a, a common story. But, you know, to me, it was perfect for us. And I, I think that's, you know, nowadays, there's such a, um, you kind of touched on this earlier. Everything's readily available, right? You mentioned D1. You know, I didn't really know what the heck D1 when I was 11, 12, 13. Like, I didn't even know what that was. I had, I was just, it wasn't even a thought. Nowadays, like you said, you got, you know, kids are my goal. I want to go, I want to get a D1 scholarship or I want to do this. And it's like, everything is at your fingertips, right? We have personal trainers. We have mental performance coaches. At now, I know you're dealing with a certain demographic of caliber of athlete and and of course, you have professionals on the pro tours and all that stuff as well. But, you know, as parents, most people who are parents out there never played a sport past high school, right? So oftentimes they're just following the tribe or they're, they're learning about this stuff and they're trying to do the best they can. And it's easy to get caught up in it, right? Especially if your kid has a little bit of talent. But at the end of the day, you know, you look at swimming and what it did for you. I think it's important and it gets lost of what doors open up as a result of your sport. I think people are quick to not look about what the long-term benefits are of youth sport participation when we get ourselves clouded on this whole idea of you know, college scholarships and pro contracts. Why would you sign your girls up for sports today? Like, What are the things that you have taken away from sports that have helped you get to where you are just as a man? Yeah, well, lifelong friendship. I'm still friends with all the people I started with, still to this day, decades later. Um, you know, to me, I think having raised a teenager, um, you see this switch. An amazing teenager, by the way, but still a teenager, that once they hit that age group, it switches, where their peer group becomes 
their advisors, their guidance. And within my sporting culture, like we were locked in as a group, so I was in good hands. So I think that anyone that's concerned about their kids and when this teenage these teenage years come, you know, sports are amazing. They're incredible because they, you know, for, for us, we were always working out. We were always tired or hungry. And then, the, what you know, the time that we, we had, we, we would go and finish our homework and then we, you know, wash and repeat. And, you know, what it really did for me personally was it instilled this work ethic. You know, I think that what's really key in sports is that you really do start to think about the future. You, you start to talk about goals, you, you know. I was surprised when I was done with my sport and I got out into the quote unquote real world, how few people even knew what a goal was, you know, and that just blew my mind. I mean, I I was just like, wait, you don't, you don't think about the future. You don't build something, you know, brick by brick. And a lot of people don't, a lot of people just live one, one day after the next. And so what it did for me was it instilled this work ethic with a vision of, okay, I want to get over there. How do I do this? And then, oh, I got to build a bridge. And then it's one brick after another. And I think that's something that is instilled in all sports. That's really key. So, yeah, the social aspect and then also the long-term vision with discipline, those those are life-changing, life-changing. Like when in my coaching that I do now, you know, I always say, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we, we want to throw the ball farther. We want to hit the ball straighter. We want to do this. We want to do that. But ultimately, I'm trying to work with you on life skills. Sure. You know, it's the man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror. You know, like you have to take accountability of who you are and where you want to go with your life. And so I'm working not only on performance, I'm trying to work on balance of how you communicate your ideas to the world. So they're sports, you know, they're incredible. Just incredible what they can do for people. When we return, Seth and I will dig further into his athletic journey as well as mental health and mental performance. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back to the Reform Sports Project Podcast. Where Seth and I left off, we were about to dig further in his own athletic journey and mental health and mental performance. And I think it's important to touch on, let's face it, this is a, uh, there is a, um, there's been a lot of pro athletes that have stepped up, um, used their platform to talk about mental health. Simone Biles being probably the most decorated here as of late. Of course, in the past, there's been, you know, guys in the NBA, Ben Gordon, Kevin Love. Um, you have so many others out there. Michael Phelps has used his platform, you know, countless times. That's a big, you know, something that he does on wide scale. And it seems to be more and more mainstream, like the pressure these kids are dealing with at young ages. You know, is that something that you come across? Because uh, I think that's a concern for all of us parents as we educate ourselves and try to find out information um, on how we can equip our kids and maybe see some signs to know that there might be something going on. Yeah. Thank you for asking that question. It's, it, you know, when I started my sport late, like I said, I saw the results of people starting early and what I would say simply over-identifying with the score. So, you know, I saw this interview between Michael Phelps and Kevin Love and it was a short little interview. Look it up online. And basically Michael is saying after he had, he won 23 gold medals. I mean, that's just, back in my day, it was Mark Spitz winning seven, and people thought no one would ever beat that. Michael Phelps comes along and destroys that yeah. with 23 gold medals. And in our culture, we're kind of sold this golden boy or golden girl dream that, you know, and I wanted that too. I wanted to go get the gold medal, and that would solve all of my problems and, you know, all of that. And he did it 23 times over. And he is telling Kevin Love, who won with the Cavaliers, so he won the top you know, trophy for, for the NBA, and he's saying, after 23 gold medals, I couldn't even look myself in the mirror. And I was like, everyone needs to hear this. Everyone needs to hear this. This man has gone and done everything that we want to do in the sports world beyond anyone that's ever you know, tried to do that in the Olympics or you know, in the sport world, and he's saying that he's miserable. And why? You know, that my interpretation was that when he looks in the mirror, he only sees this sort of public persona. He doesn't know who Michael is, right? Sure. And that's what he's getting to know now, and that's what he's, you know, heroically expressing. Same with Kevin Love. Like, I'm more than just the athlete. You brought up Simone Biles, the same thing. Naomi Osaka started talking as well. And, you know, you're going to see more and more people talking about this conversation. But what I want to point out, because I'm on the front line with this, is that this is just the tip of the iceberg. And you know this, Nick, because you're, you're having these conversations too. This is just the tip of the iceberg. And what I like to say when I have a chance is just like the, the movie Titanic, when it hits the iceberg, the band plays on. And it tries to convince you that, hey, everything's okay. 
these are just these special people and they're going through their thing and they'll find somewhere and no this this is a big deal this is a massive big deal that we are going to have to deal with and you know it's going to take all of us and you think it's just a matter of uh at this point in, in time it's like it's i'd like to think it's starting to become less of a uh you don't have to feel self-conscious you know talking about mental health right for a time it was like it was almost like a, a scarlet letter type thing. You know, oh my God, I don't want to say this because that automatically means I get locked in an asylum. You know, oh my God, my kid is a different kid, you know, type thing. It's scary, right? I think people get afraid. You fear what you don't understand, you know? So it's heroic to have some of these people out there talking about it. Are there any things, I know you can't reveal any intimate conversations, but are there any things that maybe you have seen or heard that parents can hop on, like any behaviors that maybe would be something to look out for? We could see the physical things. What are some things that we can look out for to think, hey, my kids need to shut it down because they're getting, they're getting burnt out here and it might affect other areas of their life? Well, and where I spend most of my time, a lot of my time, you know, when people ask me, you know, let's say you did an interview, what do you do? And the short answer is I help people get out of their own way, right? Um, what that really is, is a lot of times it's dealing with pressure, Okay, so regular life has pressure, and especially in the sports world, you have pressure. Because what you're trying to do in athletics is you're doing something that kind of comes unnatural because in survival, in the past, we felt pressure and it was a good sign to move out of the way because then, you know, we, we wouldn't uh, get attacked or whatever it might have been in the survival mode. Now we're trying to be out there and be competitive. We feel the pressure and we have to move into it. And so when people over-identify, this is what I see common in, I'd say, almost everyone. And I think it's fascinating for me, you know, because it's very rewarding to be able to unlock this for people, is that I see people playing scared. What we've done in the culture, you know, is, is speed things up. All the information, everything's coming at you so fast. And so when people start to, you know, social media... Um, when they start to over-identify with this persona of the athletes, right? So I not only achieved a lot, but also I dealt with afterwards the mental health aspect where it was, okay, Seth the Swimmer walks into the room. I always get introduced as Seth the Swimmer. Just introduce me as Seth. I, wanna, I don't know who this person Seth is. And so I had to shed away. And it took me a, a long time. I had panic attacks, debilitating panic attacks like Kevin Love, you know, when he came out and said that he was leaving at halftime. So I've been through the mental health aspect of it as well. And so what I've learned is, is just that when you have that pressure, how are you going to respond to it? And if we are out there on the field, so to speak, and we get into fight, flight, freeze, you know, survival mode. That is not a sustainable energy source, right? And that's what ha is happening more times than not as people are having these bursts. And then when you have that burst, because it's just, you know, it's part of our survival to just outrun the lion, so to speak. Well, you're out there on the field for a long time. So that's only going to be a short little burst. And then we're going to crash, right? Our energy is going to go way down. And so what I try to do is, you know, pull that apart and get people to know, like, look, you are a human being. And once you understand that you're much bigger than this game, then we can play this game with reckless abandon. We can play as though it's do or die because we know that, that, that my life is not predicated on the score. Sure. And, and that changes everything. That's just everything. That's pretty freaking cool. So it's like, hey, I'm putting on my, like, for lack of a better word, we're putting on our tie. We're, we're putting on our suit. We're going to work today. We're punching the clock, like the expression, hey, we're time to punch the clock. 
But then when we leave, we're, we're who we are, right? We're, we're not the football player, uh, you know, for those hours when we're at work, right? Whether we're at practice, whether we're training, we could, we could almost turn it on and off, right? And, and I think that's a great way to, people talk about sports as a great escape. That's a great way to look at it. Like, I don't have to be this person 24-7, but I have the freedom to kind of let it be an outlet. That's where sports can be an outlet. Like, you know, you don't have to carry the weight of the world from your everyday life into sports and sports into the everyday life, right? It's being able to compartmentalize, which is a skill to learn. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And you step into the role and you step out of the role, you know, and that's a very healthy place to be because you really don't want them overlapping because when you see people that take what they are, you know, the beast that they are out on the field into their personal life, I mean, that's just tears everything apart and they lose that balance in their life. So, yeah, like you said, I mean, to put my words on it, sports are awesome because it's like a battlefield. You know, we have that ingrained in us. Competition is part of survival. It's part of nature. Let's embrace it. Let's love it. Let's go all in. But then when the game's over, step out, step up, step off, step out, you know, and know who you are outside of the game. And when you do and, you know, and it's an ongoing process, it's a lifelong process of getting to know who we are. Um, but knowing that that's not a threat changes everything, that that actually will strengthen how well you play out there. That cha- that's a game changer because you're no longer playing scared, you know, you know and, and, and you have sustainable energy, right? You can keep it up for the entire game and then you can go even higher, you know, then you can start to work on the mental space, right? And get that extra, you know, one, two, three percent that takes it way over the top. But we got to start with who are you as a person? you know, outside of the sport and, and really bring in some balance. This is freaking awesome. Seth, where can we find you? What are you doing? How do people connect with you? Any parents out there that want to get tips and all this stuff? And, you know, what's the best way to go about following you? Yeah, yeah. It's um, My website is probably the simplest. It's just my full name, SethPepper.com. So as I would say to anyone, it's, it's like salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> so SethPepper.com. Um, and then, you know, I have the, all the handles, so Instagram and all the others, Seth Pepper. And, you know, like I, I like to say to people, I'll, I'll spend 15 minutes with anyone talking. So just reach out to me and, you know, let's connect. Let's talk. Um, you know, always happy to help. And I want to hear about people's journey. And I, I think like you, Nick, you know, our mission, you know, like for me, uh, it's really simple. I help others to help themselves heal. And that helps me heal. Right. And by heal, I mean, get better. It's not just heal. You know, it's it's to increase their performance, to be all that they can be. So when I help others, I feel like that's the way I can, you know, help myself. So it's it's a circular thing. And and my door is always open to people. So I appreciate to connect. Yeah. And I'm grateful that you're on the Reform Sports Project Advisory Board. You've been an intricate part of this thing from the very, very beginning. And uh, man, it's been this has been a great conversation. I just can't thank you enough for coming on again. I know you're busy with the girls and the family and coming on and sharing your wisdom. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's been fun. And, you know, this is very important to get this message out there. You know, we, we just have to have the conversation. We've got to keep talking about it, you know, and really connecting. Because, again, I'll go back to the very beginning of our conversation. I'll see parents mean well. They really, really do. They just need the information. Right. That's a very good point. No one wakes up in the morning with their kids for the most part and says, oh, I really want to bring my kid down the wrong path. Right. I mean, so people are doing the best they can. So 
Man, I can't thank you enough for, for sharing it again. And let's definitely, uh, we'll definitely do this again. That's Seth Pepper, elite level sports psychologist, mental performance coach, and Reform Sports Project advisory board member. Thanks for listening to the Reform Sports Project podcast. I'm Nick Bonacore, and our goal is to restore a healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy. For updates, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or check out our website by searching for the Reform Sports Project. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.